Academy Sports and Outdoor wants everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading to the driving range, prepping for your upcoming hunt, or firing up the grill before the big game, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors. All at the prices that you're going to love. And with the curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, Academy Sports and Outdoors is there to help you have more fun out there. We all know the story of the 1980 national champs, but the fan is bringing you the stories you've never heard. From Coach Dooley, Herschel, Buck Ballou, and tons of others from the UGA 1980 National Championship team. Buck Ballou going to pitch it to Herschel. No block. He's going to try to turn around and go the other way. Buck Ballou blocks. 15, 10. Herschel smells it and scores. Academy Sports and Outdoors presents UGA 40. Sponsored by Superior Plumbing and Southern Link Wireless. Mike Donna plays. With Buck Ballou. Hi, I'm Buck Ballou, quarterback of Georgia's 1980 National Championship team. And I'd like to welcome you to UGA 40 Hashtag Champions. This is a chance to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the University of Georgia's march to our only national title. And I've been able to talk to so many of my former teammates and coaches from that magical 1980 season. As we take you on a trip back in time, we're going to share some stories I'm sure that you've never heard before. So we're on our way back from Knoxville, Tennessee, after pulling off one of the most memorable comebacks in Georgia football history. I remember thinking on the plane that this team had a real shot to be special now that we had Herschel plugged in at running back. And we had this monster five-game homestand that would be approaching the next week. We were all waiting to see Herschel break out on a long touchdown run. And I was particularly anxious to see our offense take it to a new level. We had a chance to be dangerous. So we come back home. We've got a five-game homestand coming off the, the visit to Knoxville to get the season started. And I remember there was an, an adjustment, a change we made on the offensive line that really turned the running game loose and got Herschel going during the homestand. I believe uh, Hudson went from guard to right tackle. Uh, Morrison may have switched from right guard to left guard, and then Blakewood stepped in at that right guard spot there. What do you remember about that change? And it turned out to be huge. Offensive lineman, Hugh Nall. Well, you know, it uh, it, it was. Um, I think that putting Nat on the edge there, as physical as he was, he certainly created that edge for the outside running game. And, you know, help when we did throw the ball, you know, give a little bit of chance for protection out there. But I thought I thought that was a great move, you know, and I, I think it was one that uh, McDuffie and, and Casey saw that, that needed to be done. And needless to say, Nat went on to win the Jacobs Trophy, which he certainly deserved as the best blocker in the SEC. And that that was a big that was a big key move, I, I believe, for that uh, success of that of that team. Offensive lineman Tim Morrison. Well, it, it, the thing is, it took it took the offense, defense, and special teams. And special teams had a lot to do with us winning that ball game. It wasn't just us bringing Herschel in and us being able to open holes for him so he could he could score. But uh, it, it was a big time special teams win for uh, us going into the year. And obviously, we realigned. After we won the game, we flew back, and, and the offensive coaching staff made a decision to make some personnel changes and moving people around in the offensive line for 
a, a more powerful offensive line. And and what they did was they moved they moved uh, Blakewood from tackle beside me to left guard, and they moved Nat from left guard to right tackle. So we became a, a right-hand dominant football team, but we could run left too. The Aggies arrived in Athens promoting a high-octane option attack and a rugged defense. But that was all about to come crashing down hard on AM. It's a quiet place now, but it never is on autumn Saturdays when the Bulldogs do battle. There have been many great moments, many thrilling triumphs, but never the ecstasy, never the glory that came to Athens, Georgia in 1980. I think we uh, we got a view and the fans got a view of what this team was really all about against Texas A&M in that second game as we put it all together and looked pretty good that day. What do you remember? Well, I remember we were solid, played well, coming back all to a game up in uh, Knoxville and uh, being at home. Uh, and uh, we probably played about as well as we could possibly play. And then uh, I think the fans had kind of gotten into Herschel. Back home between the hedges on a hot September afternoon, the Bulldogs were primed for a capable Texas A&M team that expected good things of itself. It was a long afternoon as the Georgia defense, led by Weaver, Miles, Welton, and Bell, shut out the Aggies, and the offense coasted all afternoon. There was red everywhere. We had over 60,000. It was hot, and I think the weather was a factor for us. And Buck's going to throw. Touchdown! Amp Arnold in the corner. Buck hit him, and Arnold went up high with both hands. Texas A&M, too, were able to show off a passing game that was sputtering against Tennessee, but we had some big play potential. Uh, as I recall, uh, Norris Brown with a big touchdown catch. Amp right, Arnold right. Uh, busted out with a, uh, a big play there uh, in the A&M game. I, I started to feel a lot better uh, about the offense and the way it was going to unfold that season. Wide receiver Lindsey Scott. Exactly, exactly. And I think that, you know, what we begin to realize and what, what I begin to realize is that we talk about, you know, a passing game, but when you've got that guy like a walker in that backfield, but that just opens up things for everybody. I think it opens up things for everybody. I think it gave the coaching staff a little bit more confidence in opening things up, and we got more people involved, and, and, and uh, we had some fun. We had some fun. Puck's going to throw. He's going down to the corner. Touchdown! Chuck Jones of Valdosta. And I just recall the Georgia fans in Sanford Stadium, uh, they rocked the house when they saw Herschel get in a foot race and outrun those guys. We saw Herschel go deep in that game sort of showed off the entire skill set. Running backs coach Mike Cabin. Yeah, he was uh, it was a big game for him coming home and I, I, the one thing I remember out of that ball game was Coach Russell uh, stand on the sidelines and when Herschel broke that uh, I guess it was a lead play and he kind of broke it off outside and ran down the side, left sidelines and we outran everybody like you said and Coach Russell looked over at me and said well I'll tell you what he said, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of guys do that here before. I've never seen one of our guys do that. He was excited about it, Coach Russell was. And to see Coach Russell excited, it would get everybody excited. With the game firmly in Georgia's control, the crowd got its final thrill. Walker sprints 76 yards for the final touchdown. It was the first of eight games in which he gained over 100 yards. And they run a trap with Herschel Walker. Got a whole five. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Herschel. There goes Herschel. Suddenly, 76 yards. Herschel Walker scores. Hole at the right tackle. Man, did he turn it on when he had to. 
suddenly, crowd is gone bananas. Running back Herschel Walker. Well, you know, that was one thing that I, I tell people, you know, people don't realize how fast I can run. I said, guys, I run like I'm steered all the time because I was. And I think that just that just made it uh, right there. That, you know, playing Texas A&M, who is such a great, they got a great program. Texas has always had a great program. I and mean, we knew it was going to be a tough, tough game. And I think getting off to a run like that got the, got the team ready to play. Uh, you know, because uh, that year, Texas A&M was supposed to have had a great team. They had, I think, was was that great quarterback they had at that time? Mark Mosley. Yes. And, uh, and I tell you what, I think that may have been a very big kickoff to the season there because they came in with a great team at, at Sanford Stadium and, and we handled them pretty good. And I, I think that gave us a good start right there. And I remember right. that stadium felt like at Sanford Stadium, it felt like it was going to crumble and fall right, when those right. fans saw him getting a foot race and outrun everybody to the end zone. That was the first time we got a chance to see Herschel speed on game day. And it was something to behold. Lindsey Scott. Yeah, that kind of, I think that kind of blew everybody away because, like I said, he never showed his hand in preseason practice, man. He never got out and sprinted like that. He never, you know, he never got in the open field and did something that somebody would say wow about, you know. But with, like I say, when the lights come on, I mean, this guy, when he gets out in the open field, he's gone, man. He's big, he's physical, and he's fast. Hey, dogs fans, this is Jay Cunningham with Superior Plumbing with the only four-time heavyweight champion of the world, the real deal, Evander Holyfield. You've been a loyal dogs fan for a long, long time. Ever since 84, I'm a dog fan, a proud dog nation fan. Woof, 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 woof. Evander, I think you might actually be better at that. Thank you. I am the real deal. Go, Go dogs. Woof, 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 woof. Happy 40th anniversary from Superior Plum. So with a round of the Aggies in the books, we turned our attention to, at the time, our fiercest rival, the Clemson Tigers. Of course, we expected an intense four-quarter matchup, and we got it. The Tigers' pressure scheme on defense gave our offense some problems, and the Tigers' ball control offense presented some issues for Irk's defense. But we had a big-time, difference-making future College Hall of Famer ready to lead the way. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. 
And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Right, so we come into the Clemson game. We're ranked 10th in the country at that point in time, and Clemson defensively really gave us a hard time. We didn't do a lot offensively. They controlled the ball, it seemed like, on offense. I want to remind you how hot it was that particular year in the first three games. I think it was, I can't remember a season where we had three games in a row that hot. It showed up the next week against Clemson, who was very good. They were very sound and very tough that we had to play the next week. Clemson, in game three, was anxious and well-prepared for Georgia, but every time the Tigers advanced, the Bulldogs countered with All-American Scott Warner. Warner turned out to be the difference that day. No doubt about it. He scored the two touchdowns. Well, he, he didn't score the second one. You did, I think, on a quarterback sneak. But we'll he ran to him. <laughs> he ran 99 yards yeah. on an interception. And how about this? A 98-yard interception by Warner, who set up another touchdown. Now a man breaks motion left. Homer Jordan on third and nine. He's sprinting back to the left. He stops. He throws it in the middle. And it's intercepted by Scott Warner behind the end zone. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. There goes Scott Warner. 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Scott Warner down the side. One man going to knock him down around the three. Scott Warner, 97 yards. Because you're right, uh, Clemson went up and down the field. But we were able to just hang in there and make plays when we had to. And that was a classic example. He'd already returned a punt for a touchdown, but then intercepted the ball at the goal line and took it 99 yards. People still kid him about being outrun at the one-yard line. But nevertheless, then we scored again. So those were the two uh, touchdowns that made the difference in the ball game. Defensive back, Scott Werner. Can you talk about the two big plays? Let's talk first about the kick return for the touchdown. And we were loving it. I saw you roll that dice in the end zone there when you got took it back to the house. Uh, just so impressed. Talk us through that play, the, the kick return for the touchdown against Clemson. Well, you know, they were kicking out of their end zone. I guess the 10, 20, somewhere in there. And anytime, anytime you have a a midfield uh, opportunity, you know you're gonna ha- they're gonna have to protect well, take a little time, so you know you got a chance to catch it. Uh, the way the return had been set up with the guys blocking in front of me, um, you know they 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 just made the guys uh, you know they got in their way, and uh, I could hear the the blocks being made around me. It's about the time I catch the football, and uh, you know I, w- I run through that line of blockers, and it's wide open. There's not another person there except the punter. And you know how I feel about kickers anyway, but uh, yeah, if you ever let a punter catch you, you, you don't even need Never to hear the end of that. Oh, without a doubt. And then the roll in the dice, was that planned? That was Fisher. That was Fisher. That was Mike Fisher. That was his fault. He told me we were, he said, if you score and you don't roll seven, it was one of those, one of those dares, you yeah. know, and I, and I get down there and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to do it just to see what happens, see if I get – well, I get back to the sidelines, and Coach Dooley, he calls, he pulls me over, and he says, uh, that was a nice run, but don't ever do that again. <laughs> 
Warner on the 28, ran by one, ran by another, ran by another, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, stop, Warner, 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 Warner. Look at the stadium. Look at it. Walk us through the interception return. You took it all the way back down to the one-yard line, 99 yards. <laughs> you don't have to remind me. <laughs> I got I got run down by Chuck McSwain. Um, he I was running a 4-3. He, he ran about a 9 eight, uh, so I didn't feel too bad about it. But, uh, no, it was – I had the tight end, tight end blocked. Homer's going the other way uh, on a rollout. Well – he, he never sees me coming. The receiver's coming back across, and he throws it right to me. Fortunately, Welton's out in the flat, and, it, and away I go. It's a foot race down the sidelines, and, and I can see the Danny Ford on, on, the, on my right. I can see him and a couple of the players out of the – Ran right the, by him. It's out of my eye, and, you know, I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, I, I'll never make it. I'll never make it. And I could, you know, I could feel everything start tightening up about the 40 on the on their end. And uh, I was just, I said, just let me get, just let me get. And it didn't happen. <laughs> but it, it was, was a fun time. Boy, Warner saved us against Clemson. Yeah, yeah. And that was amazing. And, I, you know, I think about that all the time. That's one of the best performances, not individual performances I've seen in a long time. I mean, he was, uh, he was doing it all. On the defensive back, he, you know, the punt return. And, and, you know, like I said, gave us the confidence that we needed. And, and Clemson, Clemson was tough. We've always struggled with Clemson a little bit. Clemson was tough, man. Coming into Athens, they were tough. But that was a big win for us. And, yeah, Warner Warner stepped up in that ball game and, and gave us the confidence that we needed. But that was one of the best performances I've seen from an individual in a long time. And the defense, though drained by the heat and humidity, kept the Tigers out of the end zone for what could have been the winning score. It was a return game, a special teams win, and a defensive win. I don't think we didn't do a whole lot offensively that day that, that I remember. But, but that, that was the beauty of this football team. It had all three phases of the game, and all three phases could win for you. And that the special teams, the defense, the offense. That particular day, to the defense and the special teams won for us, and that's what you need sometimes, you, particularly in a game against Clemson, as good as they were in any close game. You, you, all three phases have got to participate and play. It was Captain Frank Ross, a Greenville native, who tipped it to Jeff Hip from Columbia, and two South Carolinians sealed the hard-earned victory 20-16. to 16. We really sort of set the tone. The team came together. Had some big wins during that time. Linebacker and team captain, Frank Rise. We did, and again, what, what happened during that, that series of games you're talking about, I think we solidified the fact that on that team, one aspect, offense, defense, and special teams would step up at some point. And if you look at each game, it was. Either the defense stepped up, either the offense stepped up, either special teams stepped up to help us win the game. I think one game that gave us a lot of confidence was the Texas A&M game. They were supposed to be a pretty good ball team that year. They had mostly a quarterback. You remember him, the running, he was more of a running style quarterback. He had an All-American all offensive tackle, I think. Um, they had some good ball players. And if I remember correctly, I think they were ranked. And then we go, I think they came into Athens. We beat them, what, 44 to not, 42 or 44 to nothing? But I can't remember <laughs> the exact score. Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, well, he was pretty. Y'all, hey, y'all, y'all put some points on that board. But I think that kind of, at least, it kind of raised your confidence level to say, okay, we play hard and we play together as a team. We've got a chance to be good this year. It was a tough win. And I think this team, because of being able to have the confidence that they could win somehow, 
despite what happened, we went to Knoxville, and despite what happened, we came out with a win yeah, against Clemson, who was really good. Despite what happened in that ball game, we were able to win. And I think that gave the team confidence that just keep plugging, keep plugging. Just give us an opportunity and we'll find a way to win. During this homestand, the defense really flexing its muscles, dominating play, turning, forcing turnovers left and right. Wide receiver Lindsey Scott. At least in my mind, what I've seen throughout that year uh, was our defense, man. Every time that we needed to have something happen, every time we needed the football, every time we needed a big turnover, those guys showed up, and it happened in every ball game. They would bend, but they wouldn't break. Game four, and the defense allowed Texas Christian University nothing more than a field goal as the Bulldog offense cranked up again. Blue to Chuck Jones for 28 yards. To Stewart for seven yards. And Young for four more. But an injury to Herschel Walker on this 41-yard run caused worry. The big SEC battle coming the next week with Ole Miss. So it was back on track against TCU. We blew the doors off the Horned Toads. We were unbeaten at 4-0, and big things were lurking. We had another big SEC matchup coming with John 4K and the Ole Miss Rebels showing up in Athens. And after hurting his ankle against TCU, we're going to have to get it done without Herschel Walker. Academy Sports and Outdoors presents UGA 40, sponsored by Superior Plumbing and Southern Link Wireless, an exclusive presentation of Dickey Broadcasting Company Atlanta. Audio credits in this episode go to IMG and the Georgia Bulldogs Sports Network, the University of Georgia, Clemson University, and ESPN. UGA 40 is produced by Rob Jenners, Brandon Joseph, and Matt Lear. Get more of Buck Baloo's exclusive interviews at the Fans YouTube page and download all the episodes and more great fan podcasts at thepodcastpark.com. In a critical moment, your team needs reliable coverage. Southern Link employees are ready before the call to make sure everyone stays connected. Just like Critical Link, our mission-critical LTE network. With public sector-grade push-to-talk, LTE voice, and data solutions, Critical Link has all your communications needs covered. Critical Link from Southern Link. Beyond reliable. Visit southernlink.com or call 1-866-441-LINC. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. 
and it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout metro atlanta jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best camp margaritaville rv resort where you can just breathe in and breathe out <sighs> or move there's biking boating arcade games hiking nearby golfing or fly through the new fins up water park thrills chills twists and turns this could be you Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 